Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. I love getting to know people. It truly is one of my favorite things. And getting to know Hillary Kelso through this episode is a gift, especially because she loves living authentically and encouraging other people to bring all of who they are to the table. From the good to the ugly to everything in between, all of who you are is invited to Hillary's table, and the Lord will be there too. Enjoy Misty Denman's conversation with Hillary. I have Hillary Kelso with me today, and I'm super excited about our conversation together because she is going to share the story of what God has done in her life, um, kind of all the way through from childhood up till today. And she's one of my all-time favorite people. I know I say that about lots of people, but she really is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. people. And so um, I'm just super excited, Hillary, to have you with us today, um, to get to hear your story and to um, make connections between your story and our own um, and your walk with the Lord and our walk with the Lord. So um, yeah. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about Hillary before we jump into the conversation. Hillary and I have known each other for about nine or 10 years. She is a stay-at-home mom to three precious girls. Um, You'll hear more about them. She's a pastor's wife. She is a woman with ADHD, Attention Deficit and Hyperactivity Disorder. She is also an ADHD coach, which we will hear more about about as well um, and has been a good friend to me and um, cheerleader to me over the last, I guess, since we've known each other for nine or 10 years now. Um, I can't believe it's been that long. I know. I know. It is crazy because I really do remember that first lunch we had together, um, Mm -hmm. I think in maybe 2013. Yeah. Um, Okay. Before we get started with your story, I want to know one small thing that is just bringing you life and joy right now. Mm, let's see. I think probably I'm I'm really looking forward to Christmas break. I'm okay. not gonna lie. Okay. Um the hustle of school aged kids and you know, the parties and the wear a red shirt and a green sock on your left foot, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of it's a hustle and I'm just uh-huh. ready for for some Family time. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I saw something on Instagram the other day that was like, at the busiest time of year, moms are now asked to like have your kids oh, in Crazy Sock Day one day and PJ Day one day and Ugly Sweater one day and bring the street to a party uh-huh. one day. And oh, yeah. What in the world is happening with that? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. And that's a, it's a lot. It I is a lot. Re- I have to reread emails and I have to uh, double check different apps to make sure yep. I don't forget something. And yep. Um, yep. sometimes I do, and that's cool. And yep. then, Sometimes I nail it. Yeah. Right. Being done with the hustle of the season. Yeah. I can totally understand that. Okay. My small thing, I was thinking about this this morning um, on my way in that's bringing me joy right now is a little bit seasonal too, because um, while we're recording this, it is December and um, it's pretty chilly outside. And just in the last few months, I have started driving this um, old, but new to me minivan. And it's the first car I've ever had with heated seats. And I am telling you. It's a game changer. I 
just want to sit in my car once I get somewhere <laughs> and sit with the heated seats. I had no idea how amazing those were going to be. I like love them so, so much. So yeah, that's my thing that's bringing changer. me joy right now. What an easy thing. I just had no idea. Now I think I never want to drive anything without heated seats again. I may even use them in summer. Who knows? <laughs> my favorite thing is to turn Tyler's on in the summer. And all of a sudden he's like, you know, they do the moving around yeah. and he's kind of shifting and yeah. then he's like, what? Oh, Hillary. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> well, right now it feels great. It's 80 degrees outside, or no, yeah. 101 outside. and Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hillary, before um, we sort of um, get into the main theme of what we're talking about, which um, I'm just going to give you a heads up right now that as Hillary and I have talked about her story, um, one of the things that I uh, noticed is a big... Um, idea to her and theme and something important in her life is this idea of um, living authentically as a believer um, before the Lord and before others. Um, so we're going to definitely be talking about that today. But before we do, I just want to hear the origin of Hillary Kelso. Like, <laughs> just tell me your origin. Tell me how you got to where you are today in a nutshell. So um, I was born here, Fort mm-hmm. Worth. Okay. Um, so I've lived here my whole life, basically. Um, As many people from Fort Worth do, yeah, I have right? noticed. Uh, we did a stint in like Little Elm and Denton, mm-hmm. and it was not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, Although if you're listening and you're from Little yes, Elm, it's a lovely town. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> Apologize. Um, so I, uh, born here, my parents, um, they divorced when I was super young, mm-hmm. um, but they got along really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they raised us together. Um, they co-parented. Mm-hmm. So we switched houses from my mom to my dad's um, frequently. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, having that, the split homes, you know, uh, my siblings and I, I have a brother and I have a sister and I'm the youngest. Um, we're all pretty close. Um, our family is intense and loud mm-hmm. and we meddle, you know, it's our favorite. In each other's lives. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's um, a great pastime meddling. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> um, but so as I was growing up, my parents w- were involved in a 12-step recovery program. Both, um, of, both of them. Both of them, okay. yes. And my father was heavily involved in that. Okay. And so um, I knew of... A higher power because mm-hmm. I, you know, he was a single dad. So if he had to go to a meeting, we went with him. And wow. so I had heard of a higher power. Um, and I knew that our general higher power as a mm-hmm. family was God because we'd go to church sometimes on Easter mm-hmm. and Christmas. Um, so it's like I kn- knew the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was still a lot of hurt in our childhood. Um, my parents, uh, they were recovered, but they weren't um, living in God's will yeah. a lot. And so there was a lot of generational sin that was yeah. going on. Um, my brother, Christopher, is um, he's five years older than me, I think. I don't really know how old he is, but he's older. Close enough. He bosses me around. So he's um, he was... That's the meddling. Yes, yeah. right? He was a... Um, uh, he was huge in my coming to Christ. Okay. Um, he had even more hurt from his father uh, figure than 
I think anyone that I know. And so he was um, very angry mm-hmm. growing up. Um, my sister and I would go to our dad's house and he wouldn't. And mm-hmm. I think about that now and just how hard that must have been for him. Yeah. So he was upset about yeah. it and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of had to walk on eggshells around him. Um, mm. But we knew he loved us because he was the one, you know, taking care of us. Um but he was around like 15, 16 maybe, and he went to church camp. Uh, I think he was dating like a pastor's daughter or something like that. And uh, he went to church camp and got into a fight with someone mm-hmm. and punched a pastor's kid in the face <laughs> and um, uh, did not get sent home. And uh, I still to this day, I'm blown away by that, yeah. the way that the leaders on that trip must have deliberated and yeah. talked about like what do we do with this kid yeah. um but they kept him there and they loved on him and they um he heard the word of god he heard about jesus and his love i think for the first time where it really hit home yeah um the pastor of our church um would pick him up mm-hmm. on wednesdays to take him to church like mm-hmm. the lead dude mm-hmm. the pulpit guy would mm-hmm. like drive and go get Christopher, right? And um, take him to church. And then Chris accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. And I remember we got back from my dad's house and he was like a different person. The Mm. change that we saw, we were like, what's going on? Right? Why are you being so weird? You know? Um, But he, his anger was just gone. Wow. That burden had been lifted. Mm -hmm. And you saw it. You could see it. 100%. It it was, he felt loved and cared for by a father, you could tell. And um, so, of course, Christopher being like the ringleader of all of us was like, y'all are going to church camp like that next year. I was like, I'm not. Because he's bossy. Because he's bossy. because he wanted you to have what he had. Exactly. Um, And I was like, I'm not going to church camp. Yeah. Church people are weird. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, I resisted quite heavily. but Chris threw my bag at me one time, and or I think two days later, and said, pack it, you're going. And so I went, and it was, I was so nervous, but also mad. Like, yeah. What a waste of my time. But I thought, like, <laughs> if they make me chant, I am going home, right? Um, and you can totally see how, like, if you had never been to anything yeah, like that before, right. and, and you didn't have a lot of experience, right. how you, I mean, a sleepaway camp with... People you don't know and it's yeah. circumstance you don't know. I yeah. get it. I get it. And, you know, my father had given us Bibles when we were younger and, like, he had talked to us about it, but it wasn't a daily yeah. thing. It wasn't a way that we lived. Right. And so... So you get to church camp. I get to church camp. And? And it was weird, but it was also <laughs> uh, crazy how accepted I felt, even though wow. I didn't really know anyone. Um, and then I'm listening to the speaker and I have kind of this attitude of like, all right, like trying to see holes in their story or like trying yeah. to, um, disprove. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What like you heard. shoot them down. Right. Yeah. And I go to sleep, I'm in my bunk and I, I the Holy spirit started mm. stirring in me and I was like, Oh God, like, what did I eat? I knew that food was gross. <laughs> you know? It's not indigestion. Right. It's not. It was literally like just a get up out of your bunk. Wow. Go ask that lady 
right? Who was like was your like, cabin leader or whatever? I was trying to remember. Whatever. It was yeah. the youth pastor's wife. Okay. Um, and I was like, I think your name's Becca. I'm not sure, but I like get down out of my bunk uh-huh. and I'm super quiet because that's, yeah, you know, yeah. being sneaky even when I don't have to be. <laughs> and I go, hey, I remember I don't really even say her name. I just like kind of start poking her and like shaking her in shoulder. In the middle of the night. In, in the middle of the night. Yeah. And, and now this is what youth pastors I've, and their wives do. Exactly. Yeah. Now that I've been one yeah. in that situation, I can't yeah. imagine how yeah. her heart must have been like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> so she sat up and was like, what? Huh, where am I? Uh-huh. She's like, are you okay? And I said, yeah. You know that like, that thing y'all are talking about, oh. you know, Jesus, how he died for us, you know, for me and how, you know, sin and all of that stuff. I have some questions. Wow. <laughs> and she goes, okay, what are your questions? Sleep mask comes off. And wow. She was, um, Bless her. She, yeah, she answered um, a lot of my, I don't, they weren't hard questions. I think they were just, I needed to hear it directly from her. Yeah. And not on a stage, yeah. you know? Yes. And so she walked me through the gospel, you know, uh, Jesus was perfect. You know, he, God sent his son to die for you um, because of our sin. We were, you know, separated from, separated him. from yeah. him. Um, and he died on a cross, rose three days later, and yeah. whoever accepts him will live with him forever. Um, and you believed it. And, and well, <laughs> I, I said, okay. And I, I remember I just said, okay, like, <laughs> just yeah. like that. And yeah. she goes, Here's the thing. Why don't you get back up in your bunk and, and, and I'll go back to and sleep. marinate on that a little bit. And if you feel that stirring again, come back down and wake me up. Wow. So I go and I lay back down and I was like, I felt so heavy. Yeah. Like the weight of my sin was just like resting wow. on me. For the first time, I had never really thought much about sin yeah. or, you know, lying and all of those like middle school, right? you know, hangups that yeah. we have, that sin nature. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like just an elephant sitting on my chest. Yeah. And I felt the Holy Spirit calling me to get down from my bunk again. It's at like 3 a.m. at this point. Wow. <laughs> she, you could tell she is like tired. Yeah. You know, this is night four. Yeah. She's counting down. Yes. The hours till she <laughs> yeah. can go home and right? sleep in her own bed. Yeah. And come to think about she had a baby. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, Becca, yeah. if you're listening to this, hi. Um, Love it. But I woke her up, and she took me into the common room and prayed with me, and I accepted Christ that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I'm in, I'm all in, right? Yeah. There's yeah. no middle ground for me. Yeah. Um, so Which I was, is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It is whenever it's good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... My siblings and I were there anytime the doors were open. Yeah. Um, we had a great youth group experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still close to some of those people yeah. today. Yeah. Um, and I met my husband there. Yeah. So I, when we were talking about this in the last couple of days, Hillary, um, one of the things that so struck me in this is that that ripple effect of um, how we treat others as believers and the grace and mercy that we show them because God has shown that to us. But, you know, I feel like you can trace your story back to your brother um, mm-hmm. 
trusted Christ because somebody was super intentional and patient mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And they probably didn't have you or your sister in mind, right. but because of their intentionality with mm-hmm. your brother, he then trusted Christ, then shared with you, and then you've had this life of um, impact on other people. And I cannot get enough of the beauty of that. Like the small things we do for mm-hmm. one person impact countless others. Absolutely. By pointing that on. Yeah. And one thing um, that really stuck out to me about my experience in coming to Christ mm-hmm. and then being a part of it, of a body of believers for the first time in my life was my youth pastor, um, Becca's husband, uh-huh. when he met me at camp, he was very intentional at identifying with me. Um, and Tell he, me about that. Tell me more. What do you mean so by that? When he met me, he goes, oh, you're Chris's sister. Uh-huh. And we go, yeah, Hillary. And we chatted and he goes, you know, my parents are split up too. Uh-huh. And um, I'm raised by someone else. I was raised by someone else other than my mother. Uh-huh. Um, and he just was so real with me. And uh-huh. he, he w- didn't wait for that to come out in some deep moment. This was like yeah. kids are running around a gym and he's just, it was a very um, casual yeah. comment. Yeah. But I was like, oh, and you like do this now? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So huh. like that didn't my some of the hard things about my upbringing, it helped you to see didn't does won't disqualify exactly. me from walking exactly. with the Lord. Yeah. Um, Cuz it hasn't disqualified you. Right. And yeah. you know, I accepted Christ and the Holy Spirit, you know, filled my life, uh-huh. but at the same time, the customs and the the way that I lived was not I don't think uh people would think it was church appropriate. Sure. Right? Um he would he would go, "Yeah, like you can't say that here, but he wouldn't do it in a way that was judgmental. Yeah. It would be lighthearted of like, hey, you don't need to use those words. Yeah. I understand what yeah. you mean, right? Yeah. And he was very... He sort of taught you the customs, yes, I think, or yes. the... Um, Without it becoming legalism. You yeah. Know, like yeah, it yeah. was, you know... And custom's not the quite right, the right yeah. word. He's really discipling you in yeah, a, just a very natural yeah. and way. Kind of pointing out, Hillary, you're doing yourself a disservice by mm. continuing <laughs> to talk like that. And, um, but it was always coming from a place of love yeah. and of shepherding. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, there were comments from some of the leaders in the youth group um, where the way I dressed, you know, different things like that. It was, oh, like she's dressing like. Not okay. Not okay. Yeah. And it's like, imagine if you could come along some alongside someone in love yeah, and build a relationship first. Because here's the thing, I have the Holy Spirit and he does work in my life and I will yeah. be prompted to yeah. Yeah. make changes. So it's like. That authenticity from my youth pastor in mm-hmm. comparison to those comments that were passive aggressive, mm-hmm. this is where authenticity really started to mean a lot to me because I didn't know how to be anything else. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, you know. Yeah. You were. Yes. So he was very influential in my life. I love mm-hmm. that. I want yeah. to meet him. That's, yeah. He, they sound like remarkable people. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They and are. not getting freaked out about... Yeah. The language you were using, yeah. the way you were dressing, just, yeah. hey, 
you know, here's another, here's another mm-hmm. way to do it. I love yep. you. And, um, consider yeah. this. Yeah. And then after we had a relationship, you go, Hey, cut it out. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But that was after. <laughs> it was way after the but it was relationship. Like, then it was just yeah. a look. Yeah. So that origin of authenticity mm-hmm. in the, here is somebody that, um, I have begun to love and trust and that has this position of authority, um, and who could come across as having it all together, but was willing to share with you, um, some of the difficulties mm-hmm. in his own life um, yeah. and building that connection there. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Good. So I can see where that it begins to be very important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So keep, go from there to how you, so there's this leap between, hey, I'm a kid that didn't grow up in a church and I'm just learning um, how to walk with the Lord to becoming a pastor's wife. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so I met Tyler. Tyler's my husband. Okay. Um, I was 15, uh-huh. and he was, I think, 17 okay. at the time. Um, and we met at church. Okay. Uh, I didn't know who he was, but his dad was a youth uh, leader or something yeah. like that. And he goes, hey, my son has a crush on you. And he go, no. I go, who's your son? He goes, Tyler. I'm like, Tyler who? Right. I didn't know my issue with names was a, a brain based yeah. <laughs> type yeah. issue, but yeah. I had no idea. Um oh, so that's a bold move on dad's part. Oh yeah. I, I'm not I sure think, if my kids would have been okay with no, that, but um, it is what it is. And so it worked. <laughs> Pops can pull that kind of stuff off. That's what we call him now. But he's yeah. um I'm sure KK, yeah. my mother in law had yeah. lots to say to him in the car on the way home. <laughs> but um so he told me that and then Tyler called me one night uh-huh. um on the phone and he was just like so normal, yeah. you know? Yeah. I was like, oh man, yeah. this is going to be fun, yeah. right? Um, but we met, we started dating, and we dated for um, a long time in yeah. high school, and the Lord had to really um, grow us yeah. and mature us. Um, I tried a lot to ride his coattails to heaven because mm-hmm. I was still very um, immature in my faith. Sure. Uh the Bible didn't really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And after I was diagnosed with ADHD, it was, um, it, it came out why. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't yeah. just sit and read like yeah. others can. Okay, so let's hit on that before we go any mm-hmm. further, because I think I jumped ahead a little bit um, with you. Um, talk about your diagnosis of ADHD, sort of the impact that had had mm-hmm. in your life before you realized why some things were hard for you that were hard for you, and then kind of what happened oh, after you understood yeah. so your brain a little better. I struggled a lot in school okay. academically, um, and it hurt Yeah, a lot. Um, walking around feeling like you're unintelligent stinks. It's... Um, I would be sitting in class, the teacher would be talking, and I would always feel like I was missing something because all of a sudden everybody has pen and paper out. And I'm like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Um, But ADHD is missed a lot in young girls um, because the symptoms don't present themselves like we used to think ADHD should. Um, Mm -hmm. So struggling in school, failed math a lot. um, And then I just started buying into this idea of, well, if I'm not smart, then I have to act like I don't care. Oh, wow. And that was probably one of the most detrimental things mm. I did um, to myself mm. and to um, 
Jesus was just act very nonchalant about not not trying. You know, I started skipping school. I would act, you know, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to college anyway. Um, And that was a huge part of my story where I was not living authentically, where I was not myself because I felt like if people knew how hard I actually studied just to fail a test, that it was more embarrassing than just not. Oh, Hillary. I, yeah, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard, yeah. right? And so that impacted Tyler and I's relationship, obviously. Sure. But the greatest impact ADHD had in terms of like learning was learning the Word of God because I would hear a sermon and it wouldn't make sense to me uh-huh. um, because I'm a conceptual processor. So if I didn't start at the beginning, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So right? you couldn't, as a new believer, like in high school, it was almost impossible for you to kind of jump in mm-hmm. with everyone else and just sort of pick it up and right. absorb it. Absolutely. And so you had a desire, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, yep. to oh, learn absolutely. God's word, to know, to grow, but absolutely. you didn't have the means to. Absolutely. And the emphasis on memorizing scripture, that kind of thing. Well, we know ADHD, you know, it's a disorder of the prefrontal cortex that impacts executive function. Uh-huh. What does executive function mean? So the executive functions are the functions in your brain where you can get show up and get things done, basically. Okay, okay. So imagine an orchestra, the conductor's up there, uh-huh. and he's like telling the instruments where to come in. Yeah. At the ADHD brain, everyone's playing their instrument, and they sound really good, but the conductor's not there. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, the flutes yeah. are going crazy. Yeah. That gong thingy's going off, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, that is ADHD. Okay. So my brain doesn't communicate. Yeah. Like others, yeah, does so. That was very hard to walk in the ways of the Lord without understanding His Word. Absolutely. Um, and because of my issue with acting like I didn't care, yeah, I kind of just brushed that off yeah. a little bit. Um, and it was hard. So fast forward, I graduate high school, I get into college fail all my classes, mm-hmm. have to come right back home, mm-hmm. um, and was devastated. Of course. Um, I was far from the Lord. Um, it was really hard um, to even get out the door, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up at TCC, Okay. and it was awesome Okay. because they are set up for um, accommodations. Uh, they help a lot of students in different life stages, but then also with um, learning disabilities. Yeah. And so it was great to have a place where I felt safe to learn yeah. and to figure out how I learned. Um, and I was also diagnosed with ADHD at that point. Okay. I was 19. Okay. Yeah. Which so is a late good things are fine. Yeah. That does mm-hmm. sound late right. because you had managed to get through high school, but it doesn't sound like it was yeah, on a wing and a prayer. But, uh, well, yeah particularly pleasant or fun, no. <laughs> and then you go on to school. Okay, mm-hmm. so praise God, you're 19, yes. you're starting to realize here's some of the ways that absolutely. my brain works, applying it both to academics and then to your walk with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, when I heard ADHD, I was so relieved. Uh-huh. Like, okay, uh-huh. name it, tame it, right? Yeah. Like, and my, the person that diagnosed me was very, um, uh, he was great at explaining the brain of uh-huh. someone with ADHD. Uh-huh. He kind of gets going on this uh, neurochemistry thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, 
cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I told my parents, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, actually. I'm like, yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were doing the best they could, yeah, I'm sure. They were doing yeah. the best they could with what they know. Yeah. Um, but after that, um, after I started treating and managing my ADHD, yeah. I was able to read. Oh. I was able to study um, with help of a friend pointing out, Hillary, you don't learn that way. Just rewrite it with all your doodles and your pens. Uh-huh. Okay, right? you told me something yes. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the kind of Bible that works for you. <gasps> oh, man. Okay, so yeah. the journal Bible, yeah. I feel like, was created just for me. Okay. God put that thought in someone's head. Okay. Specifically and only. Tell me why that I'm works that for you. Yeah. Um, the journal Bible is amazing because I w- was given permission to paint or draw or yeah. write yeah. while I read the Word of God. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting when you told me that because um, I think that's a newer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And for some of us um, who don't think like that or maybe who were raised to think that um, you shouldn't ever mark in a Bible mm-hmm. or whatever, right. um, and I have heard that criticism before, mm-hmm. you saying that a journaling Bible that you could mark in, that you could mm-hmm. draw in, that kind of gave you permission to do whatever in, unlocked yes, God's Word for absolutely. you. absolutely. So ADHD and your processing style, um, it differs from those of neuro, with neurotypical brains. And so me being able to use color and to write and to also... Be creative because uh-huh. God is highly creative. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Um, he is the creator. And yeah. so it's like to do that, it was my, I finally did one of those quiet time things yeah. like everybody was talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Quiet time for an ADHD person yeah. is very difficult. Yes. And so um, this was huge for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at that point when that came out, Tyler and I were married and Scarlett, okay was born. Okay. Uh, we were at Christ Chapel. Okay. So it all kind of lined up okay. perfectly. So tell me about being a pastor's wife. He's at this new church. You're a new mom <laughs> and you are just figuring out how to really walk with the Lord, how to study God's word. What was that like? Um, it was hard. Tell me why. I felt a lot of pressure to seem like I knew yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah. I'd also had my first child, mm-hmm. and so that was hard. Um, mm-hmm. We came to Christ Chapel. I was eight months pregnant with Scarlett. Mm-hmm. Um, you, That's yeah, where that, I met you. That's yes. my vision of you. The first time I met you, the first time we had right. lunch, you were great with child. Yeah, like yeah. at cramped restaurant where I'm trying to get through yeah, the cha- sorry. table Yeah, sorry. I should have taken no, you somewhere. No, that it was great. It was great. <laughs> the table but spaced out a little the, more. <laughs> The Lord was awesome. He put a lot of um, authentic women in my life, you being one of them. Um, And I remember thinking one night, Scarlett's going to grow up. She's going to ask me a question about God and His Word. And it could be a very basic question, and I'm going to have to say, we'll wait for your dad to get home. Yeah. And... She, I could already tell she's very sharp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like she's going to pick up on that yeah. very quickly. And so the Holy Spirit started stirring again in my heart. Like, don't let pride and don't let, I don't, pride, but also just shame. Yeah. ADHD years, we grow up with a lot of shame because yeah. we know that we're missing something. And just the little comments from people of, why didn't you just do it this way? Mm-hmm. Or why can't you just? Um, they add up. And so... I was embarrassed to go to 
anyone really um, and admit, I don't know how to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know anything. And also, who are the Israelites? Mm -hmm. Why do we keep talking about them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm so confused. Like, you know. um, Um, and Which then, is a super valid question, to be yeah, honest, right? when like, you are kind of starting from a the lot. Yeah, yeah. But I still was deeply confused. <laughs> like, yeah. first of all, where is Israel? Yeah. Still a little fuzzy. But also, yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, Women in the Word started a Genesis study. Yeah. Like, they, that was their... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. our, I remember, it was, yeah. I think, our fall study. Yeah. Might have been spring, I can't remember, yeah. but I do remember when we started yeah. Genesis, and I remember when you started. Yeah, and the yeah. journal Bible had come out, so it was like, okay. the stars had a line. Oh. I felt like, okay, I can go to a Bible study, and yeah. I can carry a binder full of pens, and mm-hmm. my Bible, and the eight other reference tools that Absolutely. I had Absolutely, I also me. remember your eight, and oh, where you man. kept them, and oh, the man. cabinet in your house. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, I think... I had prayed for a long time for the Holy Spirit to give me motivation to learn God's Word. It was not an overnight thing. It was a prayer for discipline and for desire. Those are great prayers. Yeah. And and to and then also for boldness to be yeah. authentic in saying that I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I just think that takes so much courage. And I... One of the things I've always admired about you always is you have this stick to I'm not sure if that's a word, but or grit or something um, that I think is such a beautiful thing in the keeping at something that is harder for you than it might be for other people. Um, and I love that about you. And I also just want to say it was brave to walk in to something like a big Bible study mm-hmm. Um feeling like you didn't know maybe what you felt like you should know or right. what other people knew in that room. Right. I just think that takes a that 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 was brave and yeah. hard. And I just I'm glad you did that. Yeah, it was. And I, I'm not sure I would have had the bravery to do that. So well done. I'm sure you would. I felt yeah. a lot of pressure. I felt like what I if I admitted that I didn't know anything, they would think Tyler did it. Yeah. Know anything about the Bible, yeah. and then that would so you were worried you know, about how you reflected on him exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of authenticity: believing that you're allowed to hold space in front of the Lord, that the Lord loves you, that people in your life love you. You know that you're not perfect, and that's okay because no one is this side of heaven. Yeah. Um, this was a, a the kind of the first step for me in okay. being authentic in a body of believers. And so I walk wow. into Bible study, got all my stuff. Yeah. Right. Basically like a luggage case of yeah. stuff. And I sit down at a table and my leader at the time, um, her name was Melanie. She played a huge role in all of this and she still does today in Why my did life. She pay it? Why? She sat down, she came in, she like wears lots of color, right? Yeah. She's already like probably one of the coolest people I've yeah, ever met right, right off the bat. Yep. And she sits down. You can tell she's like uh, running a little late. So she sits down to her and she's like, all right, here we go. We're supposed to hand out this paper and this paper. And, you know, she's moving really fast. And I recognize that, right? She's kind of ping-ponging and I am tracking with it and I am loving it, okay. right? And so we start the study and the questions. And the whole time we're doing this, I have like 
lots of questions going through my brain, okay. but I don't want to ask them. And then finally, I just impulsively, which is a hallmark of right. ADHD, right. like was very verbally impulsive and go, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, okay, I'll try. <laughs> you know, and I asked her and she looked at me and she goes, honestly, I have no idea, but I know people who do. Uh-huh. And so I'll take your list of questions and I'll take them and I will ask yeah. and I'll find out. Yeah. And Okay, and so what I'm hearing there is you are working really hard to be real mm-hmm. and to be authentic, and you are with a leader who is willing to admit, even in a leadership yeah. role, yeah, I'm not totally sure, yeah. but but I know who, how yeah. I can do that, and that must have spoken to your heart. It was that, so sweet. Here's someone else it that doesn't know everything. from the Lord. Because like, the truth is, none of us know everything. No, and also, yeah. it was mirrored. So my authenticity yeah. was mirrored by someone who in turn was being authentic, right? Yeah. And was yeah. willing to walk alongside me in that. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. And so it. that whole Genesis it. study, I mean, she knew Hillary was coming. <laughs> she was going to have a list of questions yeah. that she couldn't find in her study Bible or yeah. in anything else. Yeah. So that as the study went on, they got more and more complex. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was another... Um, time when a leader, like my old youth pastor, oh. met me with authenticity. Yeah. And so I started to recognize this as something that I needed to do to be a light for him, like yeah. be me. Yeah. Right? Um, and it, it was a game changer. Yeah. I stopped trying to like pretend that I'm great at meal trains and that I... Um, remember, I love that so much. Oh man, because everybody knows a pastor's wife needs to be the one Guys, that brings the meal. That, <laughs> or like, whatever. if I did not drop so. off a meal for you after a sickness or a baby, I am so sorry. Okay, I meant to sign up, I have my email in there, yeah. and then it just didn't happen. But I love you and congratulations, right? So, right. <laughs> um, also. God provides other people yes, to do those yes. things. Yeah. You bring something to the table right. that somebody else doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And I think with what we know about how God creates his people, yeah. you know, he knits us together. Uh-huh. He created my brain. Uh-huh. He created these things. And what Satan intended to harm me, God Aww. uses for good. And so walking in that daily is hard because you have to show a lot of humility, which is difficult. Mm. And for me, masking is an issue. Like, what do you, to explain what you mean by masking, masking? Is kind of faking it till you make it. Got it. Um, it's buying into that shame of oh, I won't be accepted if I say this or do this or don't do this or don't look like I have it all together or, at church. Yeah, at whatever on Sunday mornings when yeah. I have to get them all ready by myself. Oh, right, because your yeah. husband's a pastor. He's, He's here, so there. you're getting three littles He's together. Already there. Okay, and um, so. That is a way to love on people that I don't think we really practice. Okay. Say that again. What is a way to love on people that we don't practice? Looking for those moments to be authentic. Got it. Instead of masking our true sin nature Mm -hmm. um, or past circumstances. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in this case... My youth pastor, he he was honest about his upbringing, mm-hmm. and he was not um, 
angry about it. Mm -hmm. He had made peace with the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. so that stuck out to me Mm -hmm. because if you're truly authentic, it's more of like putting God as the healer of all things, right? Like it's giving him glory and acknowledging that without him, we're nothing. Yeah. So you're not trying to look like you have it all together for your own Mm -hmm. benefit or glory. Mm -hmm. You're willing to show your weaknesses and not cover them up because you trust God with your, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. You're willing to trust God with your reputation. You're willing to trust God with your weaknesses. And you believe that when, I think I'm learning here as you're talking, you believe that when you show who you really are, it gives glory to God because you're letting Him fill in. Absolutely. The gaps. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like there are, you have, um, I think you have, but kind of maybe encourage some other women who have brains that maybe work like yours that like, oh, it's not that something's wrong with me. I just have been knitted together differently. Yeah. And if my kids come to church and mismatch clothes, well, they do, but we're here. <laughs> right. We made it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And that's um, a win. I I would like to think so. Yeah. I, I I try. To me, I that's, look for those moments. Yeah. And, to me, that's one of the great benefits of of an authentic authenticity or a maybe what we would call an authentic faith is um, it helps other people not feel like they have to have on a mask because they're not comparing themselves to uh, what looks like perfection to them. And that's an easy trap to fall into. Like if you feel like you have to be put together to be a part of a Bible study or a body of believers, that is false. It's it's a lie from the enemy trying to isolate and produce shame and... um, not being able to admit the mess yeah. um, does not allow God to step into it. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, he loves a mess, yeah. right? He, right. he, the people he hung out with right. didn't have it all together. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, you know? and I love your story too, because I always think, um, I, I, I think, and I hear from other people that it is hard to come to our Bible study or any Bible study where, when it feels like I don't know as much as other people, I don't have my life together as much as Mm -hmm. other people that are going to be in the room around the table or whatever. And my thought always is, well, if we already knew it all, what's the point? I mean, like if we already knew the whole Bible and we knew how to apply it perfectly and we had everything together, why are we in Bible study? We don't need to study something we already know. So absolutely. Like, yeah. And God's word is living and active. It reveals itself in different, you know, ways to his people. Um, and I think for me as, as a mom mm-hmm. with ADHD, mm-hmm. as a mom um, whose husband is a pastor, yeah. when you think about your first mission field, like who do you, who does God put in your path uh-huh. to disciple mm-hmm. your children? Yeah. Right. And children notice more than we think. Absolutely. And so if we are living inauthentically and we think we have to um, mask and show up to church and be perfect yeah, and calm yeah. and quiet. Like that is showing them that you have to be a certain way oh, wow. and check a certain amount of boxes before you're allowed to worship your creator and your savior. Wow. And that is not God's, 
I mean, not God's rule, like, or not ruled, but like, that's not how God wants to be looked at. Yeah. And that is gold because I'm just putting this all together now. So your kids are going to be the first person to realize, oh, mom's one way at home and another way at church. This must be the way um, it works to Mm -hmm. be a believer. And you are breaking that down and saying, nope. That's not right. I'm not. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to be one person at home and another person right. at church. And, and we are who we are before the Lord. I, I have and to we're growing. apologize to them most Sundays on the way to church sure. because you know I've gotten really flustered with where is your shoe? We just put on the shoe. Yeah. Go get the shoe. Yeah. You don't know where the shoe is. Yeah. Well, neither does mommy because yeah. I struggle with keeping yeah. track of my own well, things. Just so you know, I had to apologize to my kids on the way to church most Sundays and I have probably a more neurotypical brain. So that's not just you. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But it's also like, so when I'm in a Bible study <laughs> yeah. and we're talking about anger, yeah. right? Or we're talking about... Um, you know, glossing over sin or anything yeah. like that. Do I say, yeah, you know, I struggle with feeling anger or I get frustrated with my kids. That's like a very broad admittance of sin. Uh-huh. Or is it more relatable and help people truly see you uh-huh. if you say, I lost it on my kid today and felt very angry and and sinned against the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, will y'all pray for me And as I apologize to her and as I make peace? So there's your really ground level um, example of what mm-hmm. it could look like with a mask on around a table mm-hmm. of other believers and what it could look like in a more authentic way, instead of just doing a generalized sort of whitewashed mm-hmm. version of, I'm going to tell you my struggle, but I'm going to make it sound. But it's super broad and, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. Because I guarantee you a woman sitting across from you at the table is like, someone please say it. Yeah. I, I feel eaten alive and alone by this struggle of keeping my cool with my children. Yeah. And she just needs someone else that loves Jesus, tell her, hey, me too. Yeah. Do you want to go get coffee and talk about it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and you're not rationalizing your sin. You're not glorifying no, not your at sin. All. You're not brushing off your sin. No. You are dealing with it. I don't know any other way to say it. And that like just very truthful, authentic mm-hmm. way so that it can be dealt with head on and so that somebody else can... can recognize it in themselves and work on it with the Lord and maybe work on it with you. Like yeah, you said, right. like maybe we need to go talk yeah. about this and work yeah. and work and it together. I think people are always surprised when they see that yeah. at a table or Bible study and praise God for that. Right. Praise God for that. Um, praise God for that. Because walls come down. Yeah. And, and then you can really start working yeah. on your real yeah. stuff. Like, Satan wants us to feel like we're not allowed to truly mm. address our sin problem mm. because it's not ex- it's not acceptable to admit mm. sin, right? Mm-hmm. But admitting it is humbling yourself before mm-hmm. God. And I know there's a time and a place and there's a line and, you sure. know, but like truly how honest are you with yourself about your own sin yeah. and with those closest to you? Yeah. And um, about your struggles with the, uh, you know, with... Not being neurotypical yeah, with your absolutely. ADHD. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a mom who maybe fits the model of, yep. um, I don't know, the stereotypical yeah. whatever yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Mom. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think Satan can use that too oh, and tell what? you. Oh, and he did. He I did. <laughs> yeah. failure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you're not good at this. <laughs> you missed another one, another email yeah. for a meal train. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. and that is not ever what God. No, had in mind and I for think that. sometimes it's like I might miss the train. But I can be like the follow-up second yeah. caboose that's like, hey, yeah. I text you, uh, yeah. what do you want from Yeah, you know, And it's not place. like the Lord needs you to provide for somebody right. else. He's got somebody else right. that can fill that in. Mm-hmm. He can provide for someone right. else without you being the one that always is the first one online to bring the mm-hmm. meal or whatever. That's yeah. not what he created you to be. Okay, this is so good. I love it so much. <laughs> Here's what I want to know, though. I want to know two things. Um, one, I want to know how you got from that point to um, now being a coach of other people with ADHD. So mm-hmm. t- tell us tell us that first. And the other thing I want to know is, is there any part of this that is still a struggle for you? Um, okay. So so first question. Yeah, first coach. question. Yeah. Tell me how you My got working from... memory is not the best. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I... <laughs> You're good. You're good. Okay. Here I how am talking I became to somebody. A coach. Yeah. So I um, was a stay-at-home mom for yeah. about eight years. Yeah. Uh, after my diagnosis at 19, let me back up. At 19, my diagnosis was such a relief that I started doing my own research on yeah. what ADHD is uh-huh. and how it impacts... Um, your life. And for me at that stage of life, it was how it impacts learning. Right. And then I become a mom and hormones are all over the place. And I feel really just like frazzled and discombobulated, Uh which is my favorite word ever. I do love that word. Right. Right. So I start this cycle of research again, of, of listening to podcasts with doctors and all that stuff. And it was one of those things that if someone asked me about my ADHD, It's like, I hope you have 30 minutes, Yeah, you know, because I have all of this knowledge, Yeah, um, but nowhere to put it at yeah. that point because, yeah. um, you know, yeah. my toddlers didn't care. Right, um, right. So I did a whole nother cycle of research. All of a sudden, eight years of staying at home, um, I start meeting with these two teenagers who have ADHD and their moms are neurotypical. Um, And I showed up like at a birthday party feeling really frazzled. Tyler wasn't there and he normally manages the morning things for those types of functions. And the mom said, don't you have ADHD? I was like, yeah, lots of it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and um, that her teenager just started to like gravitate towards me. Mm -hmm. And started asking me questions and it turned out we learned the same way, like Mm -hmm. pens and color and all that stuff. And so we went to lunch and then there was another teenager I went to lunch with and I could relate to them. And I think it was a great thing for them to see, you know, an adult with ADHD, especially a woman with ADHD um, that had managed to keep tiny humans alive and like, you know, drive safely and Uh all of those things. But I didn't have any skills to truly support yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and so I'd heard of ADHD coaching uh-huh. um, from a podcast I listened to with Dr. Ned Hallowell. And it's a newer thing, uh, a newer profession, because we were going to regular life coaches yeah. and getting fired from <laughs> regular because life coaches. Because you couldn't follow because their of our brain, regimen. Yeah, our yeah. brain-based differences, right? Yeah. You can't tell an ADHD-er to follow a... a routine that they didn't create themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because we naturally tend to buck up against Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. systems and Mm -hmm. routines. So I did that. And then all of a sudden the Lord was like, hey, you know how you've been praying for 
something that you felt. I felt like my season of staying at home full time was coming to an end, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know why Mm -hmm. or when Mm -hmm. or how, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because the truth is I, I never really stuck with things for long. Yeah. Um, which and is also an ADHD Yeah, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Like our brain is brain of interest. Yeah. And so um, I couldn't find anything that was interesting yeah. enough. Um, but I went through coach training um, yeah. with a legit school. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was so crazy. It went so fast. And uh-huh. I got pregnant with Shiloh. Uh-huh. In the middle of it, felt like, okay, cool, Lord. Now what? Yeah. But I just kept going and he worked all things out and it was a whirlwind. And then it took off. The business took off. People were calling me and I was like, okay, I think I need an office. And the reason, yeah. And now you have this thriving business. Yeah. And one, I I asked you that for two reasons. One, I just want to celebrate that success with you because I think it's (laughs) amazing. But you prayed with me a lot. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. but two, I think this story and and these and it didn't always work out that, like this, but I feel like your story is one of God taking your pain because I do not want to diminish how painful it is to go all the way through school mm-hmm. feeling like you couldn't be successful mm-hmm. at it, feeling like you had to pretend to be something you weren't you know, and he has taken what was really painful and grown you in it closer to him, closer to other people. And then now you use it for other people's good. And I just think that is the most beautiful example of how mm-hmm. God works in our mm-hmm. lives. I just want to celebrate it. I yeah. just think it's well, lovely you. and beautiful and it gives me great hope yeah. for the um, places in my life that I'm still struggling. Um, and I, I I doubt that God will ever, um, my story may not be the same with yours of I end up coaching somebody in that, Mm -hmm. but I just, it helps me to trust God that he can use my hardship um, Mm -hmm. for his glory and someone else's good when I open my hands and let him do it. So I just, that's my favorite thing about your story. I still am in shock and the times when I get caught up in how I think I should do business, the Lord is, he's always loved me enough to kind of gut check me. Yeah. and humble me yeah. in front of clients over and over yeah. and over again. Um, they, if they're coached for me, they know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Sure. You know. but Simple emails can be difficult, guys. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they get it they because totally they have the it. same issues. Uh, but no, but I love what I do. It's it's awesome. It's um, like that verse to me that's um, an oaf. I'm blanking on what it is, but it the, the gist of it is um, now to God who is able to do abundantly more than yeah. all we could ask for oh, or imagine. Yes. I feel like that's where you are right yeah. now. And not that yeah. there won't still be hard things your whole life long right. with it, mm-hmm. but you can continue to use that um, for God's glory. Okay, real quick, because yeah. we're going to wrap up, but is there a place that you're still... Is there a place you're still working on this? Do you have it all figured out, Hillary Kelso? Um, no, I do not. <laughs> not at all. And I'm honest about that sometimes, yeah. and other times I still slip into this masking thing of this... Uh-huh. Um, you know, trying to cover up my brain yeah. challenges yeah. or um, my, you know, yeah. my children that don't like to obey me all of the yeah. time. Sunday mornings, I'm going to say Sunday mornings, they are difficult yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and I think people can see that on my face, <laughs> but it is okay. um, modeling it at home, Yeah. Um, having that 
be the same Hillary yeah. that yeah. walks into that yeah. service. And the truth is there's not one of us that doesn't – well, maybe there isn't. I certainly also struggle with um, – being the same person yeah. in private as I yeah. am in public. And I, I feel that conviction you too. To so you're just, not alone in that. I'm reminding myself I have to trust that the Lord will bring good fruit from it. Yeah. That it's not on me yeah. to create a picture mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. a person who believes in Jesus should be. It's mm-hmm. my job as mm-hmm. um, that mentor of my first woman in the word leader says, yeah. you know, be you while pointing to him, yeah. right? Like that's my job. That's my role. Yeah, be you. While pointing to yeah. him. And sometimes me is a hot mess express. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Because God loves messes. Yeah. And he hung out with people like that. But it's making sure that I'm pointing to him in that state and not causing others to stumble or, you know, but yeah. truly giving God the glory for his grace, ab- abundant. Yeah. Yeah. Never ending grace that. I don't know how he has any left for me, but he still does. I praise him for that. Love that so much. To me, that is the most um, lovely uh, working definition of what it looks like to have an authentic faith that maybe Mm -hmm. I have heard ever or certainly Mm -hmm. in a long time. So I think that's a great place to end because I am so honestly just inspired and encouraged um, to... um, live more authentically myself. So thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having so me. This much. was fun. This was a ton of fun. I've got a lot yeah. to think about um, and a lot to praise God for. Let me pray for us before we go. Lord, you are so good to draw us each to you, um, those of us that know you in um, so many creative ways. Thank you for creating Hillary and each of us um, exactly as you did. Thank you for turning our hardships into things that can be used for your glory. Thank you for um, equipping us to walk with you in just the life you have given us and just the um, way you have made us. You are good and you are great. And um, I just thank you, God, because there's much to praise you for today. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged and Equipped.